1: Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Kate Volman. Kate is CEO of Floyd Consulting and co-host of Create For No Reason Podcast. Thank you for joining me today.
0: Thank you for having me, Roman. So fun to be here, a fan of the podcast since since we met on Clubhouse, so glad to know you.
1: Thanks for jumping on, I appreciate it. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today?
0: My journey. St- so, okay. I started, I'll start with my, um, my kind of journey from when I got out of school, my first, my first uh, role that I took was at an advertising agency. And I thought that was like my dream scenario. It was not. Um, so I moved over and I took a role at the, um, at a chamber of commerce. And there I feel like, you know how there's, there's decisions that you make that completely change the trajectory of your life and you just never know when they'll be that decision was pivotal because my role at the chamber really helped to help me become the person that i am today i learned a lot about community collaboration and i played many roles while i was in that particular position or i i was i had many positions while i was working there and it opened my eyes to entrepreneurship and to ideas and what it takes to run a business. And so I just became so fascinated with that world. And then I went over to become the uh, marketing director for the city of West Palm Beach Community Redevelopment Agency. So I was, again, really entrenched in community and people. And I love entrepreneurship and... Um, I knew I was going to have a business. I knew I would have my own company. And so I started a marketing agency and I was doing that with a friend of mine for a few years. And, um, that was another unbelievable experience. Got to learn a whole lot of really interesting things. And, um, And I did that for a while until I stepped into my role that I'm in right now. So I get to run a coaching organization where we help people and organizations become the best version of themselves. And we coach a lot of leadership teams and CEOs and executives and really help them gain clarity around their goals, their dreams, how to take more action and live a more fulfilling life and also how to work with these teams to help them build dynamic cultures so people love coming to work and accomplishing great things together. So that's kind of like my career journey in a nutshell in between all of those things are tons of projects and I've done online courses and projects and podcasts and and masterminds and creating a whole lot of things so I'm hoping to kind of talk through some of that with you today to hopefully inspire some people that are interested in doing creative work.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think every role you have, looking back to even like high school, they're building blocks and can teach you something, regardless if you're like, you know, a cashier somewhere or working in fry station or whatever. And then, like you said, taking opportunities when they're given, because you don't know in terms of if that opportunity will arise again, or, you know, you may not be ready, but you're hungry enough to take it and then run with it. So like I graduated college after the recession. Well, the recession actually hit in 2008. That's when I graduated Supposed to be going into the criminal justice route, couldn't find anything, opportunity presented itself in digital marketing. And 13 years later and all this other stuff I've done done in it, looking back, if I didn't take that opportunity, I probably would not have these 13 years of experiences. So it's like really taking advantage and not just sitting kind of on the sidelines because – I'll think back and I achieved that and I undertook it. But if I didn't, you know, 20, 30, 40 years from now, I'd be sitting there. You know, what if I took that? What would my life be like in terms of freedom, you know, travel, family life because of that opportunity that I may have or may not have taken?
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. I love that. It's that whole concept of start before you're ready that ready, fire, aim mentality. It's so important because, you know, how many of us are really ready for that next big thing, right? If for anybody that dreams big, it's, it's scary. And that next step is out of our comfort zone. And so we have to just put ourselves in that situation and know that we're going to figure it out. And Hey, if you don't figure it out, you'll move on to something else. But the things that you learn while you're there are, that, like you said, those building blocks of who you are becoming and who you're meant to become. So, I always find it fascinating people's people's journeys and the decisions they decide to make in their in their career path.
1: Yeah, and like you made a point, uh, many of the uh, advancements and things that you undertake in terms of goals achieved and pivots happen in that position of chaos. So it's not comfort. You know, it's something new. You have to learn. It's scary. So like I often say that complacency is the death of innovation. So you get in this, you know, plateau habit. And if you don't get out of there, you're going to be comfortable. And you're not going to necessarily take calculated risks or advance or gain new goals. Because I think for me personally, like what my goals are, they're moving targets. They're not a destination. So they're ever changing. As I get close to them or reach them, they evolve into something usually bigger and greater.
0: Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's also the people, the people in your life. Like that is something I feel I always, I always tell my friends that we are all, we're all just one idea or connection away from completely changing the trajectory of our life. And the more people that we meet, the more connections that we make and really flourishing in those friendships and making sure that you're staying in touch with people. And when somebody makes an impact in your life to be grateful for those people to continue to stay in touch with those people. And you just never know. You just never know what you'll be able to do with each other and the collaborations that could happen. I mean, I, I have, I'm so blessed to be, to be able to be doing what I'm doing right now. And it all stemmed from meeting Matthew Kelly 15 years ago. Like if you would have told me that I would be, you know, partnering with him and running this company, I would have laughed in your face. But um, I read one of his books and really appreciated it. And I asked him to come speak at a chamber event and he did. And then we continued our friendship over the years. And then it was time to collaborate. 15 years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do this, right? Like I didn't have the experience that I needed in order to do what I get to do now. And so I think It's the, it's kind of that lesson of patience and being comfortable with where you are in the sense that, you know, we're always striving for bigger, better, and more. But while you're doing that, being really grateful for where you are, what you're going through, even when you're going through something difficult, it's sometimes those difficult things that you go through that really help you become that person to gain the skills and knowledge that you need in order to make that next big leap.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, staying grounded is important. And then, you know, for me, taking a step back and really understanding where I came from. So, born into the uh, former Soviet Union, you know, saw some things there, experienced some things in life. Um, Like you said, you, you know, you met the person, then 15 15 years later, you had the skill set to work with them and obviously collaborate. My whole story began, like I said, it was, you know, after. Looking for a job for like 11 or 12 months, not being able to find anything, kind of being depressed, being at the gym, shrunking up a conversation and the person saying, hey, come out to my car. I want to give you something, which that conversation could have went several ways, like, you know, a movie script. And I went out and it was it was 20 2008. So people still, you know, exchanged packets and papers and things and nothing, not everything was digital. So they opened their trunk and handed me a packet about search engine optimization. And out of necessity, I made the choice. I knew nothing about digital marketing, wasn't really big in terms of like coding or website development and design or nothing really other than really searching for the things that I needed online. And I said, I really have nothing to lose. And out of necessity, you know, created this expertise.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's when our back's up against the wall that we're, we get we finally get the courage to do the thing that we've always wanted to do.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it doesn't necessarily come to everybody like that. I mean, there's some people I've spoken to and they have that kind of burn the ships mentality, you know, quit everything. I mean, it's dependent on your situation from where I was 10 years. I could possibly do that. Now I have a wife, two dogs and five foster kids. Um, oh, my so, gosh. <laughs> so I do have my own company, I have my own podcast and things of that nature. But if it's like that drastic of a pivot, it might have to start as a side hustle or something that is exploratory. But I encourage people to do what fits them and their current stage of their life. So they might be able to do that, like I said, 10 years ago. But now you have to think about people that you, know, you care for, are responsible for, or depending on you. So it's different from person to person.
0: Yeah. And I love that you said that because I think, well, depending on what circles you run in, it's so easy, especially in the business world, for us to get so caught up in business, right? Like success and business and numbers and all of those things when your life is a collection of everything. And so I love, I love that you have five, five foster children. Yeah, said? Currently,
1: we've had 25 since June of 2018, so it's been an interesting journey with schedules and being there for them and the situations that they're coming from, that's also grounded me and, and humbled me because some of these children are, you know, two, three, four years old and have experienced more tougher situations than most adults will in their whole life. So I admire kind of their resilience and able, they still obviously sometimes go to therapy and we notice things, but the ability to still smile and be open to love and kind of bounce back how quick they can actually bounce back. So when I get a passive aggressive email or a nasty the voicemail, I think a little bit and think differently in terms of having that empathy through those experiences based on thinking back, well, this isn't really that big of a deal. Why am I even going to get mad about it?
0: Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine that. And what a beautiful story. I That is so incredible that you and your wife do that. And really puts things into perspective but the what you're getting to do for those children and the impact that you're having like what a gift to give to them and then for them to pay it forward for them to remember you as the person in their life that helped them get back on track or that helped show them that love is available and that somebody does love them and care for them i mean that's just so unbelievable i think that is such a beautiful gift and that's a lot of children that you've served so that's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's been interesting. And it's one of those things where like, you never know what you're capable of, or one person is. So if you asked me four years ago, would I even be a foster parent, I would tell you no. And then would you have one child, I would probably obviously say no, we've had up to six children at once, or 25 in about, you know, two, two and a half years. So like thinking back, I would never, you know, even contemplate that. But actually being in that situation and learning from it and gaining that wisdom, because I'm a big uh, wisdom over knowledge person in terms of those experiences and developing your you know emotional in terms of EQ. Because if you don't experience that, you don't know how to handle that situation. You don't know how to interact with people in certain situations. So that, that experience of being a foster dad has really add it to my empathy and how I deal with, you know, business situations and how I deal with people overall in my life. So.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's everything, right? It's the whole package. It's your, it's the whole, it's every area of your life that needs to be fulfilled in some way. It's not just business, not just, I mean, it's, it's everything. And when we have, when we work to live a more fulfilling life in all areas, all of that happiness and joy spills over into the other areas. And so I think that's um, incredible what you are doing.
1: Yeah, It's definitely been interesting. So what motivates you to succeed? Obviously those motivations may have changed over time, but what currently motivates you to succeed?
0: I have just always been motivated. Like a lot of people, I am motivated to, to help others. And you know, everyone has a dream. Every single one of us has a dream. And when, when we don't always talk about them, but when someone asks what your dream is and you share with them, or when someone asks, you know, what are, what are your goals? What are you looking to do? And they tell you, what is, what is the first thing that we want to do? Most of us think, how can I help that person? What can I do? Who do I know that can help them? What resource can I share with them that's going to get them that? Like we want to help people achieve their goals. And that in my career, my whole career, again, I've just been so fortunate. I've always been around community. I've always been around incredible leaders. And so I am just so motivated by the by being able to help other people do what it is that they are meant to do. And if I can help serve them in that way to identify what is their superpower, what lights them up, what do they need in order to achieve that dream, those dreams that they want to go after, that they have in their heart, that's what lights me up. That's what gets me jazzed about life in the morning. I have an incredible team of people. I mean, look, our mission is to grow people. So I get to wake up every morning and that is what I do. If I can do one thing every day that helps someone uncover why they have this imposter syndrome or perfectionism or are doubting themselves or all of those things that go through our minds so often, especially in business, I, that I've done, I've been able, I've done my job. Like to me, that's like, an incredible day, an incredible week is when I get to do that. So I'm just so motivated by and inspired by people that are out there changing the world. Like I get inspired by people like you, like to hear a story about you fostering all of those children and what you do. Like I get excited when other people are doing incredible things in the world. It just makes me feel, it lights me up knowing that I believe we that there is good in all of us and we all wanna help support each other. And so I just get so excited to think about every single opportunity that's out there and the fact that we are able to accomplish so much. And when we do that together collectively as a group, as a team, it's just one of the most impactful things. And so to be able to do that every day is really an honor and a gift.
1: Yeah, I agree. Especially when that kind of success, your success is tied with helping other people, and it's that much more rewarding. Even in being in something like digital marketing, if you run a campaign and a company's struggling, and you just exponentially increase the you know the earning potential of that company, that means they don't have to lay off people, fire people. They can hire and provide more jobs to people. So it's this huge ecosystem that, if you think about it, some people don't think that they're directly impacting people, but when they sit back and think about it, they you know they'd be surprised and terms of how much impact they're actually having?
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Even throughout the day, I always think about, I mean, right now it's crazy because we're in a pandemic. So it's hard to smile at people, but like, you know, even when you're out and about and just being kind to someone smiling, saying hello, picking up the phone and calling a friend that you haven't spoken to in a year or whatever it is, like little things like that. We all have the power to help someone else's day, to help lighten someone else's life, because there is always a lot going on. We never know what someone's challenged by. And if we can do one thing to give them a little bit of hope or one thing to turn their day around, we all have the power to do that. And I think that we forget that sometimes, right? Like we forget that we can make those little small decisions in a day that really help people. And so I love going through my phone and I'll just scroll like all the way down, like my text messages and see who I haven't texted and like six months seven a year or whatever it is and like text them or pick up the phone and call them and just have a conversation and we all have those friends of ours that we haven't spoken to in five years but all of a sudden when you talk to them it's like you pick up exactly where you left off it's almost like you didn't talk to them for only five minutes so i'm i love being able to do stuff like that it's these little things and i think um I'm always thinking, you know, big picture and where we're going in the future. And sometimes I have to kind of take a step back and remember it's sometimes these little small things that we can do every day that really not only make an impact in someone else's day, but they make an impact in our day too.
1: Yeah, I agree. So what's one thing that you may have seen as a weakness in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today?
0: A weakness? So The immediate thing that comes up for me is focus. I think being focused is a skill that we have to hone in on because especially there's so much going on with marketing and social media and all of all the things that are thrown at us every day. Um, And so I think in the past It was a lot harder for me to be focused on stuff because I am like a lot of like a lot of your listeners. I'm very multi passionate. I have a lot of things that I want to do and pursue, and businesses that I would love to start and create. And in the past, that has really just I've gotten shiny object syndrome a lot. And lately, I have been able to just really kind of redefine what it means to do deep work and taking time to sit and write or do those things that are necessary to be successful or necessary for me to take projects forward when they used to be a lot harder for me to do. And so it's something that I'm always working on. I feel like I'm never going to have it nailed down exact, but I do know that in my previous, like over the years, it, it, it has been something that I did see as more of a Of a challenge, but I embrace it now because I think it's great that when people, I think some people are very, very focused and niche and one thing. And I think that there's like, there's a lot of benefit to um, having a lot of different projects that you want to work on, but not so many that you're too scattered. So I think being able to be super focused, understand where the best use of your time is giving yourself permission to schedule that time. So you take the time to do that, knowing that it's going to really help move your goals forward and, um, and really staying super laser focused to get some of the work done that, you know, might not be as fun as scrolling on social media, but we've got to get it done.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And it's kind of uh, I think everybody's busy, especially when you, you know, run a company or start a business or, you know, you have something in terms of managing a lot of people and it's, I mean, I have to take a step back. And I'm, I'm big ab- about uh, making lists, like daily lists, to-do lists, and figuring out like what is needed for me to be in the process in terms of adding value and direction, and wh- how does that impact w- whatever that has to do with. And if that's something that I can outsource or assign to somebody else that's, that's under me in terms of them being able to be... Uh, to do it and do it to a high, you know, level in terms of proficiency, then I do it because then I can focus my time on something else. I think it's important, like the whole, you know, saying yes and no. So if you want to help everybody, and if you say yes to everyone, you can't open up and grow to bigger yeses. So I think some situations, you know, in terms of, you know, helping, maybe mentoring someone, maybe it's not the right situation, but because you have that safe time, you can have it and have it more impactful. And then you can be in when your kind of stature and platform grows or whatever you are doing in your career, you're able to impact more people when somebody, you know, does say, you know, ask for something and you say yes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the most powerful things we can do is, not only having those to-do lists, but having those not to-do lists. And so identifying what do I need to let go of? Roman, I do this every month. I look at and I see, okay, what can I let go of, right? Like, what do I need to let go of? And that doesn't just mean projects. That also means what beliefs, what mindset, what habits do I need to let go of that are no longer serving me? And I think when people... Are thinking about changing their life. Oftentimes, we think like we need to add stuff, right? Like we need to add exercise or add like add more product productivity work or whatever that is sometimes the most powerful thing we can do is eliminate because our lives are so full of so much that it's so important to get back to what's truly essential. And that is one book that I, I'm a huge reader. So I read a ton of books. I have book recommendations for like everything. And one of the best books on that is Essentialism by Greg McGowan. And it's such a great book because it really helps you identify not how to do more with less, but how do you identify what's most important And then focusing on that and not getting so distracted because it really is so easy to be distracted, especially with FOMO and feeling like we're missing out on stuff if we're not all over the place. But the people that are the most successful are the ones that just can really stay super focused and diligent to their mission and vision and what they're looking to really do in the world.
1: Yeah, and it's where you can add the most value as well. So, you know, you can identify something that like you have to work on, but is it really something that you're the expert in or you can really benefit in terms of that skill set? Because something may be like fun, like clubhouse for me, but in terms of like direct benefit, yes, I've, you know, people have reached out to me for opportunities outside of that. But are there other things that require my expertise and will, I guess, yield a, a higher, I guess, you know, Uh, rate of investment currently in my life. So like I evaluate those things as well.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. It can be hard to do because it's sometimes not the quote unquote fun stuff, but yeah, my team and I, I always remind my team, what are your high performing activities, right? Those revenue generating activities. Those are the things that we have to work on first. Once you have those covered and you're, and you're building that your business, then great. You know, what are these other things that we'll see what happens. We're going to play around with them. Clubhouse being a great example because it's so new. Everyone's kind of navigating that space, seeing what's working, what's not, and how they're planning on using it to grow their business. So I find it all really fascinating. But being really, uh, really intentional with your time is something that can be challenging, but it's a great practice and something that we can all master a little bit better. Yeah,
1: I agree. So What's one one piece of advice you can leave with the audience, personal or professional?
0: One piece of advice is, I'll leave it with your, I'll leave it with this. Your dreams are yours for a reason. They are not going away if you have something in in your heart that you feel called to do, that you're really excited to do, and you just have been shying away from it and you just keep saying, I'll get to it later, I'll do it another time, take action and do something about it because that dream is inside of you for a reason. And it's never, it's, it's not, it hasn't gone away this so, so far. It's, definitely not going away. And so I encourage anyone that has something that they want to pursue to just start going after it. Take those small baby steps. Remember that, you know, there are things that we can control. There are things that we can't control and just start building something and just start taking time to do more of the things that you really love. And That being said, I mean, that's the the name of our podcast, Create For No Reason. And the purpose behind that podcast is really to help people do more of the things that bring them joy. Doesn't mean that it's a business. It doesn't mean that you have to monetize it. It just means if you have a passion to write a book, to cook more, to start journaling, to garden or whatever, to give yourself permission to just do it, you don't have to be good at it. Doesn't have to be anything other than I really love sitting down and playing the piano, whatever it is for you. So I hope that resonates with some people.
1: Yeah. And I I think it's also kind of staying in your own lane, what your goals are, not looking for, not looking around the people around you, even, uh, you know, sometimes, like you said, the situations and scenarios are a lot different. So you may see someone that you've come up in the specific industry that they may be a lot further or they've gotten an opportunity and you say, why me? And kind of second guess yourself, but really kind of knowing who you are, what you have to, you know, give in terms of value and staying on that kind of path. You know, obviously if there's a a hurdle or a failure, I think a failure is truly not a failure unless you don't learn anything from it. So taking something in terms of insight, if you have to pivot, if you have to refine, but really staying on your own journey because it's, you know, it's yours alone.
0: Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. It's so, it's so easy for us to compare ourselves to other people's journeys, but like you said, stay in your own lane, do your thing. Give gratitude for the things you have, what you have accomplished and hey, just go for it.
1: Yeah, I agree. So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know a little bit more about your company and where they can find your podcast as well?
0: Yeah, sure. So uh, the best way to find me is just going to um, KateVolman.com and my podcast Create For No Reason. You can find everywhere you get your podcasts. And um, of course, like most people, you can find me on social media. I'm most active on Instagram. And for any of you that are looking for some good book recommendations, I do a lot of book reviews and recommendations over on my YouTube channel. So would love to see some of you over there.
1: Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by.
0: Thank you, Roman. Thanks for having me. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.